On today's podcast, we're talking about six things that you're going to want to learn fast if you're starting your business. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Chapman, here by my lonesome today, and we're going to talk business. These six things we're going to chat about today aren't specific to deck building businesses or deck retailing businesses that are kind of applied to all businesses, but I know my audience will try to gear it a little bit towards the deck crowd. So what I'm going to discuss today is six things that I feel like I learned pretty quick in my first year of business, both as a contractor and then foolishly had to relearn again when I decided to take the step into the retail world. And man, if I could start over, these six would be on my list to keep top of mind all the time because I forget sometimes and they come back to burn me every time. So just like burn these into your head and remember them. Don't forget them. It's hard not to, as crazy as that sounds. Number one is hire a bookkeeper. I There's a lot of guys out there that decide to do their own bookkeeping and I suppose that's fine if you're good at it and you have the time to do it. But who has the time to do it? You're running the rest of your business. If you're somebody who's out on the tools and actually building decks, you've got a ton of other stuff to do in the evenings as far as your estimates and whatnot go. Why do you want to have to worry about doing your books at the end of the day too and being accurate with your books? It doesn't cost a lot, and it's worth every penny to hire a bookkeeper, make sure that stuff's getting done. I think this is even, like, the larger your operation, the more important this is. And probably the larger your operation, the more you're already going to understand that this is an important uh, step to take and, and make, but hiring a bookkeeper takes so much off your plate that you don't have to worry about. You've got enough stuff to worry about. You're doing all the other hats in your business. Let somebody else who's better with the programs and the systems and the numbers and the books than you are be more efficient with that and save your energy and time for doing the things that you're good at and the things that you enjoy. If you enjoy doing the books, well, I guess keep doing the books, but I don't know many contractors that do. So number one is hire a bookkeeper. We, in spite of knowing this, in spite of actually having a bookkeeper when I was a contractor, we, we actually didn't have one at the start of our retail store. We, it was a small operation. We were growing slowly. It was manageable. Uh, we were doing our own books. For, I mean, we had an accountant that we deliver stuff to, but we were doing our own kind of data entry and bookkeeping uh, and then delivering that to our accountant to actually do taxes and financial statements and whatnot. But we were doing the bookkeeping part. And at some point it got so busy here that it was like, what are we doing? We're wasting our time uh, doing tasks that we're not super efficient at when we could just hire somebody else to do them. Best decision we ever made, hire a bookkeeper. Number two, know your numbers. And this goes hand in hand with hire a bookkeeper. We're it, like, it's year four for us in this business that we're operating and it's still tough to have faith in our numbers. Uh, that's something I got to be open and honest about. I love looking at our, our financial reports, looking at our numbers, and I just, I have trust issues with it, but I know that they're getting better and we're refining them, but you can't operate a business well without knowing your numbers. And I'll be the first to admit that I don't know all my numbers off the top of my head and I don't know all the numbers. Even when I'm trying to find the numbers I want, sometimes I can't get exactly what I need out of my reports. And it's frustrating for me. So I think if I was to start over, I would make sure that from the get-go that everything is working properly. I think some of our problems is related to the uh, software that we're using has some kind of nuances and glitches about it that don't 
really handle what we're doing the best. And so now we have to live with these numbers that we don't have a lot of faith in because the program doesn't handle certain situations super well. So, but this one is super important because if you don't know your numbers and they're not good, which chances are, if you don't know them, they're probably not good. Your business fails. And so you can only operate so long not knowing because if you are running a loss over and over again every month and you're not aware of it because you think, oh, well, my materials in this job were 5000 and I charged them 8000 so therefore I made money, but you forgot about all the other components that go into that and all your overhead. Well, unfortunately, in a few short months or a couple of years, you're going to find out that you're not making any money and there goes your business. So... Know your numbers. Number three, learning this one as well. And I know this advice, hire slow, fire fast. Sounds harsh, but that actually is a line that, uh, for those of you who listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, is a line that he uses quite frequently. What this means is take your time and make sure you hire the right people. And if you've got somebody that you think needs to go, stop. Don't wait and, and wait and give them too much chance to keep buggering things up in your business you got to get rid of people if they're not working. I often tell myself, and we are horrible for this because Wade and I, I would like to believe are truly good people at heart and we don't like putting people out. We don't like letting people go. But if you have somebody in your head that you're like, you're thinking over and over again that like, boy, I need to let them go. If you're thinking that all the time, you just need to act on it because your business is suffering. There's a reason why your gut and your brain is telling you that these people need to go. You need to act on it. So in your business, this isn't going to be, of course, applicable to everybody. If you're running a three-man crew and everybody in there gets along great, of course, you're not going to need to fire anybody. But that's because you hired the right people to begin with. And so the point here is to take your time and hire the right people. And if something's not working out, don't be afraid to cut the, cut the, the rope early before too much damage is done. We are not good at this, admittedly. I, we, in our business, it's very seasonal. We have a slow period through the winter and then all of a sudden things hit you and you don't when, you don't know exactly when it's going to start and it just kind of, in, in spite of knowing it's coming, it kind of catches you off guard every year anyway. And all of a sudden it's like, holy smokes, we need people. We just need bodies. And we just get flustered and we just hire whoever walks through the door. And then we learn on the fly that some people aren't a good fit, whether it's culture-wise, whether it's just like you know adapting to the type of work that we're doing here. Some people are just not a good fit. And if we took our time and actually went through the process and went a little bit deeper into learning about these people before we hire them, I'm sure we could avoid some of these problems. So that's for every business. Make sure you hire the right people by kind of getting a good feeling out process. It doesn't necessarily, there's no, there's no formal system that you have to have in place. It doesn't mean you have to have three interviews and each one, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means trust yourself, go through a process that works for you and make sure that um, you're hiring the right people. And, and again, if something isn't fitting and clicking, fire them. As harsh as that sounds, it's just, it, it's, you have to. You have to for the health of your business. We have a bad habit of holding on to people for too long. And it costs, ends up costing us money. It ruins the culture in your business. Like, don't get me going down that path. Number four, business is all about relationships. And so this one is, I've... This could not be more true, and it depends on kind of what business you're in. If you're a contractor or a retailer or a vendor or a manufacturer or whatever your business is, decking-related or not, every business is all about relationships. Relationships with your customers, relationships with your employees, relationships with your coworkers, relationships with your vendors, 
everything. I can tell you firsthand that relationships with our vendors above us, the relationship we have with our vendors, hugely impacts what we do in our business. Like this is a people business. We like to buy from good people. Everybody likes to buy from good people. So, and that's like your customers want to buy from good people. So be good people. You want to buy from good people. And so it's all about relationships. You want to work for good people. You want to have good people working for you. You want to have good coworkers. Everybody likes good people. Be good people. Have good relationships up and down the chain. And it's going to make your life a lot less stressful. And I'm telling you too, it's not always about the numbers. It's not always about who has the cheapest price. A lot of the times it's about who wants to work with who because who they trust and what kind of relationship you build with somebody. That's a contractor to a customer. That's a contractor to the lumberyard. That's every step of the chain is all about relationships. So don't forget that. Always remember that. Always, always understand, have like, have an outward view of yourself. Know yourself, know how you come across to people. Find, like ask people, how do I, how do I, what do you think of me? Honestly, when I come up and I introduce myself to people, when you see, when somebody, when I'm talking to somebody and you see me engaging with somebody, how do you think I am handling those situations? And if there's something you need to improve on, then work on it. Everybody can change. Number five, you get what you pay for. And this is, this, I mean, this is a obviously, obviously an old cliche phrase, but this goes so deep into a variety of things. You get what you pay for for quality of product, of course. So if we're talking about the decking industry, of course the big good brands with the good warranties are worth more than the brands that are kind of knockoff brands and don't have good warranties and aren't located in your country or continent. Or There's, there's obviously value to the companies that charge a little bit more. They, they provide a better product generally. So there's a lot of scab products out there that box stores, yes, you can find a cheaper board than Trex. That is true. But chances are it's not worth it. So, but not only as far as products go, do you get what you pay for it? You get what you pay for with your employees as well. Some people have a hard time attracting good employees. We are one of them. We're, we're stuck in a bit of a situation where we have to hire summer students or temporary work. And temporary work can be hard to find. You're trying to find people that you want to represent your business and brand, but you can't offer them a full-time career. So it's hard to attract the right people that you're looking for. And so you need to kind of make some peace with the fact that you're not going to get exactly what you want. Um, but part of that is what are you willing to give somebody in return? What are you willing to pay them? What kind of you know environment are you offering them to work in? Uh, and if you're not offering a good enough value proposition, you're not going to attract the right people into your business. And so you also get what you pay for as far as your employees go. So ensure that don't be scared to spend a little bit more to get better employees, I suppose is what I'm saying here. Um, it's worth it. it. You know, it's better to pay somebody $30 an hour and get somebody who's kind of everything you want them to be versus paying somebody $15 an hour and expecting $30 an hour work from them, but you're not attracting the right people if that's what you're offering. So the value needs to match there. And number six, finally, this is a short podcast. I've blasted my way through this. Number six, trust your gut. And I mean this one in the, in the worst way. I have, every time that I've not trusted my gut, it's gone back to burn me. And I know that's a common thing for everybody in every business. When you have a gut feeling about something, 99% of the time, it's right. And I don't know what it is that triggers this inside you, that makes you feel a certain way about a situation, but it's nearly always right. It's 
it's going to be rare that you trust your gut and it burned you. And it, and it, trust me, it's worth it. For the odd time that it happens, it's worth it because of the other 99 times that it worked. But this one is huge. It, tra- it Like when you get a red flag with a, with a customer or a quote you're doing, if you get some red flags popping up and your gut tells you like, boy, oh boy, I don't know if I should keep down this path. Don't just like run. And this goes for every relationship you have. Trust your gut. It goes for products. It goes for everything. Trust your gut. That was a quick hitter. Six points of you know, things that I learned and I'm still learning and still trying to apply to my businesses. I think they're very important. They're, hard, they're easy to forget in the midst of the chaos of your busy season when things are just flying a million miles a minute and you got a day-to-day task and you're constantly putting out fires. It's easy to forget these things, but they're so important to making sure your business runs not stress-free, but less stressful and more efficient and, and more successful. So I think that these six are... Uh, great kind of things to, to think back on all the time. If you have additional items, obviously there's a lot more to this. I'm just, these are quick hitters that kind of come to my mind right now. Like what am I, this is almost stuff that I'm currently top of mind with right now because of my current situations. That's what I've put out here. If there's other ones that you want to talk about, let's come up with another six or another 10 and do another podcast on it. And let's get some guests on here to talk about the things that you learned in your business that you think would help somebody else. And let's talk about those things too. The one thing I want to add Last week, I, we did a podcast about the industry news, and we went through a variety of topics that were kind of current in the, in the, in the decking industry. And the one item, the, I think it was the last point we talked about, was the timber tech pricing. And I want to touch back on that and just, um, I guess, mention that I received a comment from another kind of retailer distributor, I'm not sure really what they are, out east uh, in Canada that said, we didn't really experience what you're talking about. We didn't see a huge fluctuation uh, from our early buy to our to our um, in-season pricing. They figured it was kind of like around that 10 or less than 10% increase. And that's exactly what we said that we would expect is, that's kind of the industry standard, is some sort of 5 to 10% increase. So this may have not have been a blanket timber tech across the board. So I apologize if that has... Um, made people think that pricing on timber tech has jumped everywhere. I just know that it's, it is for sure relevant in Western Canada. Um, Cause I know other dealers and stuff that have experienced the same thing that we have. So uh, we've, and it's not, it doesn't seem to be just a single distributor either. We've kind of checked c- across a couple distributors in Western Canada and the pricing is the same there. So I'm, it's, it's not a non-issue, but it sounds like it's maybe not as widespread as, as maybe we made it sound last week. So just a clarification on that. And while we're doing clarifications, if you've checked out our YouTube channel, um, which a lot of people are w- watching and we're failing to put content up there at a, at a reasonable pace or at a pace at all. So I apologize for that. But early on, we did these videos about the different lineups for every brand of decking this year. And we did a Trex video. And in that video, it's just like, this is a six, this, no, this is like a three or four month old correction here. But in that video, we mentioned that Trex, the old Trex enhanced line. So the, like the, the old thick, like one inch thick, full thickness, not scalloped line that was kind of a mid-range price point board. I mentioned in that YouTube video that that was sticking around, that line was sticking around. It's not. It, had, it, it never was. I was mistaken way back then, and I, I knew that right after I ended that YouTube show, and I've never made a correction anywhere. So here's my correction. The Trex lineup is doing great this year, but that line is not part of it. So that's it for my corrections, I think. Uh Please, everybody, if you're not already subscribed to us on this podcast, please click that subscribe button so you see when we post new videos, We or sorry, new podcasts, we do this weekly. Also, go to our YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe to us on the YouTube channel as well. And if you're not, 
following us on Instagram, please do at the ultimate deck shop and me personally at the Shane Chapman. Thanks so much, everybody. I really appreciate you tuning in. This podcast is a uh, labor of love for us. We really enjoy doing every week. We look forward to kind of coming on here and talking to you guys about different topics. So please, if you have any additional topics you want to talk about, or if you want to be featured on the podcast, hit us up and let's make that happen. Let's keep producing content. Until next week, everybody, take care.